Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit that I have the right words to express this important message in Jesus' name. Amen. What is the wrath of God? It's very important because, you know, this is at the end of the third angel's message, and it tells you clearly that God's wrath is coming upon those who say no to the last and final acceptance of Jesus Christ, last message. And so in Revelation 14, verse 10, we see the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. Now, interesting here is that the wrath is now without any mixture. Those who are familiar with the world of drinking know that uh, if you mix it with a little water, you can drink more before you get tipsy. So, all the plagues or uh, scourges that come in the Bible, condemnation, uh, they are always mixed with mercy, but at the end of time, God has had enough the whole world has made up their mind, either for or against. No changes are any more possible. And so then God's wrath against sin comes undiluted. And so that to be a part or to be subject to that kind of wrath is terrible. Uh, okay, we have here some more things here. In chapter 15, verse 1 and 7, it says, I saw seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is felt up the wrath of God. It's completely filled up, no more mercy. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials, full of the wrath of God, who lived forever and ever. And then finally here, in chapter 16, verse 1, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your ways and pour out of the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And after this, you get the first one. But it's interesting, if you look at the plagues, the first one, this boils, a terrible disease is directed to people who worship in a certain way. Very interesting. So if you don't worship in that way, you escape it. Then the next one, it is dealing with the rivers become blood, and then the sea becomes blood. It's terrible to live in that period. Why? Because... The people that are subject now to those plagues and experience it were the ones who had issued a decree that God's people would be eliminated from planet Earth. Our previous speaker mentioned about the time of no buying and selling. 
And if you don't have the mark of the beast, you will be killed. It's a terrible time. And so, because there was a genocide against God's people worldwide, God says, okay, you want to have blood, blood you shall have. Eating, drinking, sleeping, blood, blood, blood. The next one, what is this? The sun. The sun. You want to have sun day as your day? It's a day, a pagan day of sun worship. You will have the sun as your friend. It will scourge you. And then the next one, it's on the beast. The kingdom of the beast. Darkness, blackness. And so on. We are not going to further on this, but uh, we can, if you're interested, we can study this in a part of a Revelation seminar, a study of the book of Revelation. And so you can see here that God's wrath is terrible. But here is the good news. God's wrath will not fall on old. There will be an escape for God's people, just like God's people escaped these scourges on Egypt. And the last seven scourges on Egypt are very similar than the last scourges on the world. God's people will escape those seven. And so, what are those people? Who are they? Who will escape? And there will be two groups of people. One will fear God and give glory to him. This is now the result of the three angels' messages. The other group will drink the wine of Babylon. One group worship the creator God. The other one worship the beast in his image. One will keep God's law. The other one is dismissive of God's law. One receives the seal of God. The other one receives the mark on the forehead or on hand. One group will have the faith of Jesus. The next group will drink the wine of the wrath of God. <coughs> one rejoices in Jesus' coming. The other one, according to Revelation 6, told the rocks and the mountains to fall upon him. Now is the time to pray to Jesus or you pray to the inanimate creation. And so there it is. What is your choice? You know, study it how to achieve those things. And it is all in the three angels' messages that are God's last message of hope. So here is the ark of safety. How to escape the final wrath? Noah, what did he do? Built an ark. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Noah found grace 
in the eyes of the Lord. Beautiful. And so it will be in the last days. There will be a people that build an ark. They share the righteousness of Christ. And they find grace in the eyes of the Lord. The ark was a place of safety. Obedience brings safety. Very important. Trust and obey. For there is no other way than be happy in Jesus. Here is Psalm 91 that has many promises of safety. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Isn't it beautiful? But this dwelling with Jesus, obedience and faith brings safety. This is the only way to escape. The ark of safety, but only eight went into the ark of safety. The rest drowned outside. No refuge. Too late. Too late. They may have knocked and shouted, but Noah could not do anything because it was God that shut the ark. And at the end of the time of probation, God finishes it. When Christ has finished his work of mediation, before he returns to planet Earth, there is no more mediation. But there is well, Jesus. Jesus will give you grace. You know, many people think about grace. Grace is what? What is that? Ah, you have sinned and you have grace. Don't you need grace if you have sinned? Oh, yes, certainly. But grace will be given until Christ's mediation is over. But that's not the end of grace. Grace is also given to do what? To give you strength to reject the temptations, to reject the devil. And so grace is given to maintain your walk with Jesus. It's not easy, but he has given grace. So yes, grace for forgiveness is over when Jesus is finished. But grace to maintain the walk with Jesus, it's still there. The Holy Spirit will still be here and give you power. God does destroy, friends. There's some that says, oh, there is no destruction in God's way. Yes. The Bible tells us the story of the war between Jesus and Satan and their descendants. Eventually, like the flood of water, Satan and his followers will suffer the seven last plagues and be destroyed by fire. Those who do not choose God's way of righteousness receive the mark of the beast. God freely gives you this. Why should you say no? 
Oh yes, if you are enamored by the world and want to continue, heaven will be a very boring place. A very boring place. But if you want to receive God's grace and dwell with the angels and the universe forever and ever and ever, can you imagine? There is no end to the joy. And you can explore the universe. Once upon a time, I had to make a choice, and I wanted to be a nuclear scientist to, to, to develop the incarnate, incarnate uh, things of the universe. But then I said, you know, how much did I learn here in the few years that I have here? I follow Jesus, and the rest of eternity I can spend with him exploring neutral science. The righteousness are protected and there is really nothing to worry about if you are being with Jesus. When he is your judge, there is no condemnation. If you have accepted him and given your life to him, then you have a friend throughout eternity. And so friends, the same those who make the wrong worship choice, the worship of the beast and his image, they shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. Friends, you can be in the presence of Jesus. Live forever, but if you have the wrong choice of worship, you will be still with Jesus in hell. Where do you want? The choice is easy, at least for me. The result of accepting these three messages, what will it mean? Friends, beautiful, did three angels' messages produce faith? Did you know that? The result of those three angels' messages produces a faith that is invincible. Do you want to have a faith that is invincible? Is your faith invincible? Or is it just like a rope of sand? One day you're on the top of a mountain, and the next day where you are? Down in the valleys. Now, this is something here. Revelation 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Now, many people don't understand this fully. But let me explain this to you here. Faith in his providence, trusting in God, no matter what. If your whole House of blessings fall apart. If hurricanes and, and tsunamis and, and bankruptcy have come all upon you, how will your faith be? Friends, you will see in everything that happened in your life, God's finger. And know that he protects you, guides you. 
Some of you are old, some of you are young, but you know, you know that God has a plan for you no matter how old you are. And the rest of your life can be better than all the years prior to it. Here we see some young people. You know that God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. You may not know it, but if you love Jesus and give your life to him, he will make it beautiful. I was an aeronautical engineer, as I told you. When I stepped out in faith and accepted Jesus, my mother says, you know, there is the door. If God is with you, he will take care of you. And so I stepped out in faith. No income, nothing. And you know, the Lord didn't let me down. Amen. Victory after victory after victory. And my life became more beautiful than ever before. Oh, friends, Jesus makes it beautiful. And so, see God's providence in your life. Then, God's commandment. Now, many people say, oh yeah, you know the Ten Commandments? It's the law of Moses. Nothing. Moses didn't write it. Yes, Moses had a law that he wrote. And it was outside of the ark. Inside of the ark were the tablets of stone that God wrote. And so, what do you want? Faith in his word. And God means exactly what he says, what he writes. You know, and every one of you that leaves the service of Satan completely will have to face this. Does, do I really have to do that? What does Jesus say? Here is the way, and I will help you. It's not in your own strength. No, it is in God's strength. Does he really mean the seventh day, or is it one day in seven? What is it? See? I just came back from my cousin in California. Oh, no, no, in Utah. And uh, he was there. And he says, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that God asked that sacrifice. He said, what sacrifice? It's a sacrifice that you walk with Jesus. There's no sacrifice. Oh, yes. It is a walk in faith. <clears throat> now, Revelation 14, verse 12, produces believers who keep the commandments of God and believers who keep the faith of Jesus. Now, there is a very con interesting connection between the two. The commandments and faith. And if you narrow it down, it is the law and the gospel. Think about it. Those who accept these messages keep God's law, the Ten Commandments. In this law, they are able to obey through the faith of Jesus, which gives them victory so that they don't need to transgress God's law. 
You see that interesting thing here? So here is revealed the perfect relationship between the law, the Decalogue, and the gospel, the faith of Jesus, which is free to each one of us. How can you keep the law? In your own strength? It says, okay, Lord, is that what I'll do it. You try it. And you will see how many times you fall flat on your face. You say, oh, Lord, I thought I could keep it, but here I miss it, and there I miss it. Oh, Lord, outwardly I seem to be okay, but my little, here I'm a thief, I'm a adulterer, I'm a covetousness, all of the things. Lord, help me. It is only through Christ that we can have a clear mind. Otherwise, we can continue to sin in our mind. Friends, what is the third angel's message? The third angel's message proclaims the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. This message is to prepare people for the return of Christ. Are you, you want to be ready for Christ's coming? This is the answer, friends. Now, Many new translations have had difficulty with the term, the faith of Jesus. I show you a number of texts here that if you go to your Bible, you don't find it anymore. But the original Greek reads like this, the faith of Jesus. Here it is. How do you obtain righteousness? Here it is, Romans 3, 22. And that is only in the King James Version or in a few other ones because the modern translators don't know what to do with the faith of Jesus. So they translate the text, the faith in Jesus. My faith in Jesus. Now let's read here. Even the righteousness of God, which comes by the faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all, them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.22. So in other words, we are all sinners, and how can you now become righteous? Is it simply by my faith? The faith of Jesus. How was the faith of Jesus? Invincible, friends. With that faith, anything could be accomplished. And so I have to call upon Jesus. He says, Jesus, you are my Savior. Give me your faith. Give a portion of it. Because that will make it. So don't think that your faith gives it. It's the faith of Jesus. And many people don't understand this. But faith, what is faith? Isn't it a gift? So Jesus wants you to give that, have that faith. And so he gives us to you. How are we justified? Are we justified by my faith? Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of 
Christ. And not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Galatians 2.16 So here you find a combination of the difference between the faith in Jesus and the faith of Jesus. Of course you have to have faith in Jesus that what he says is true. But the power of the gospel comes by the faith of Jesus. You see the difference? And many multitudes of Christians around us in all kinds of churches have no idea of this. And consequently, they stumble and stumble and stumble. They confess, stumble, go to priest, go pastor, stumble, stumble, stumble. And here is the secret. The three angels' messages lead you to the invincible power of Jesus Christ. And he is waiting through the Holy Spirit to give this to us. Why not accept it right now, friends? It makes all the difference in your life. Don't continue on the way that you have been walking, but go to the Bible and the Bible only. Through the sacrifice of Christ. Because of that sacrifice and his faithfulness to his Father, he was able to give us now the victory. All our sins are washed away through his faith. And this faith he gives to you and me. Not my faith, but Jesus' faith. This is Philippians 3.19. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Jesus of Christ. The righteousness which is of God. Now all those texts are in most modern translations the faith in Jesus. Yeah, you need to have faith in Jesus, but this is what he offers you. And so, if you understand the three angels' messages, keep that faith that enables you to keep his commandments. I was in the World Council of Churches. I had to study at the University of Geneva for a number of, for, for some time. I wanted to investigate what is the World Council of Churches. And so I talked to the president, I talked to a number of people, and he said, you know, why, why are you so stressed the Sabbath? Don't you know that Christians cannot keep the law? So why do you emphasize this one point while they cannot keep the law? And I shook my head. I cannot keep the law. I will be a failure. In my own strength, I can't do anything. But through the faith of Jesus. He gives me the power and the strength. And you know, it took me some time to understand what the faith of Jesus is. But if you understand this, you can thank God every day for the fellowship and victory that you have. If people say, oh yeah, you know, you can do it. No! You can do it too, but not in your own strength. Through Jesus. Keep in mind. God is faithful. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 Yes, I am a great sinner. But 
if we confess our sins. Not to a pastor or to a priest, but to Jesus. Because he has been tempted in the same way as, as we have been tempted. He is faithful to forgive our sins. That is the first thing what you need. And then what does Jesus say? Come back next week and I forgive you again. Oh yes, he would be willing to, but he says, go and sin no more. In fact, in the book of Romans, it says, we have to repent in such a way that we don't need to continue to repent of the same thing. Oh yes, we always see weaknesses and whatever, but of the same thing going over and over and over again, we have never seen what Jesus has to offer to us. What do you say? The power and the glory. God is faithful. Here he says, through the scriptures, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there has has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. And so every time you fail, failure, it's your problem, not Jesus' problem. Because he looks with tears at you and says, here my son and my daughter, here is the power. Come to me, all you did are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You believe that? And so here then, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory. Jude 24. What does he do? He can keep you from stumbling. You believe that? And the three angels' messages are the messages that can give you a picture of the whole final controversy and the place of Jesus and his outstretched hands to escape his elimination of sin and take you into heaven. And here is this beautiful thing in Revelation chapter 22 where Jesus assures us, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of this prophecy of this book. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have, what? A right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. What more promise that he can give? Through the faith of Jesus, we can be obedient, and the gates of heaven are open to us. Would you not make an pledge and decision here that Lord thank you for this light from now on I will study your prophetic word and call upon the faith of Jesus to help us through the difficult times in life whoever wants to make that commitment may you see the hands of those who want to make that commitment with our Lord and Savior let's pray Heavenly Father, we thank you so much 
for being such a marvelous, loving God that leaves us not to stroll by ourselves, but is constantly watching for us and giving such a beautiful message from your word that is power in the gospel, that is power in the word. And the word will set us free. That's what you have said. And so, Father, help us to protect us against the Antichrist, protect us against Satan, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, we want to have even more. We want to be baptized with that Holy Spirit day by day. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your gift. In Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.